0: What's up, everybody? I'm Brian Barrett, former Boston sports radio guy and now host of the new ringer show Off the Pike that'll cover your favorite Boston teams and stories from Fenway to Foxborough to the Garden and beyond. We're reacting to all the biggest games and moments with episodes at least three times a week featuring myself and some of your favorite guests at the ringer and in the city. Plus, if the Celtics or the Pats make a surprise trade, if the Red Sox going to run, or if any news breaks, we'll drop bonus instant reaction episodes, too, so you're always up to date with the latest chatter.
1: Get in on the action and follow off the pike with me, Brian Barrett, now on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like Available H-Track all-wheel drive, you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com.
0: Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kellenperer-Korlbeck. If you are wondering who to start who to sit, we have our rankings are live at fantasyfootball.theringer.com. You can go to fantasyfootball.theringer.com. We have our weekly rankings. It's week three. Got standard PPR, half PPR, everything. And it starts out, base is super flex, but you can click on running back or receiver, tight end, make your own flex rankings, look at the positions, do whatever you want. Click the little positional tabs. Check that out. We got that all weekend. So look at that. and We're updating it again Sunday afternoon. Fridays, please. It looks beautiful. Check out our rankings. <laughs> today, we're going to preview the weekend with some categories. What are you laughing at, Craig?
2: Nothing. I just, <laughs> I liked hearing you kind of stumble through the intro sometimes and you don't really know how to transition.
0: <laughs> no, I just was so into the rankings thing. I didn't know what to say. Whatever. We're going, today we're doing categories. We're just trying to capture the vibes going to the weekend. DK, just a little hot tub club and uh, all the injured guys that matter. Yeah,
3: for people that don't understand that reference, it was one of the. Two truths and a lie things that we did during the draft. Hot Tub Club is basically guys that are just always in the training room, hanging out in the hot tub, the cold tub, never on the field. Anyway, this, these are the notable injury news that we need to track going into the weekend. Obviously, the big, big one is Justin Herbert, who has fractured cartilage on his ribs. Um, he was a limited participant uh, on Wednesday. It sounds like I saw Bridget Condon from NFL Network said that he looked like his normal self throwing. Um, And this is more about pain management, but kind of have to see how it goes throughout the week. And of course, there is the dreaded idea that he may have to get a pain shot in his ribs.
2: (laughs) As that doctor is currently getting sued for $5 million (laughs) by Tyler I have the
0: worst (laughs) fucking (laughs) attorney. It's
3: just not a great situation. Um, But anyways, he's one to monitor. Uh, Lamar Jackson, on the other hand, looks like he's good to go. There was some fear on Wednesday because he was not throwing at practice. He had a sleeve on his arm but it looks like Crisis severity is going to play. Um, J.H. Dobbins, running back for the Ravens, has been a full participant all week, but if he plays, he's likely going to be on a pitch count, I would assume, so I would be avoiding him if you have other options. Moving on, basically the entirety of the Packers and Buccaneers wide receiver core are hurt. Like, every receiver on both teams <laughs> is on the injury report. Well, Mike <laughs> so, Evans is fine, he's just suspended. He's suspended, yeah. <laughs> but he's probably he would be on the injury report if he yeah. wasn't. <laughs> So, I mean, in spirit, he is. Uh, so, yeah, that's <laughs> just one to monitor again. Like, it doesn't, we, we can't really tell right now what's going to happen. Mike
2: Evans pulled um, his own hammy just in solidarity with the rest of the team this week.
3: <laughs> Got yeah. to do that for my guys. On the other hand, Colts receivers, Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce, look like they're both on track to play again this weekend, which is great news for the Colts offense. And of course, for Matt Ryan, who has been absolute hot garbage of late. <laughs> um, Keenan Allen he's nursing a hamstring injury. He said he has a shot at playing this weekend. I don't know. What do you guys think? Are you playing him if he plays? Not if Herbert does. Well, I mean... Yeah, that's a good point. Herbert's going to play. Ke- no, Herbert's Keenan playing.
0: Allen... Yeah, if Keenan Allen plays, you have to play Keenan Allen.
3: Probably. Um, George Kittle, limited participant on Wednesday. It looks like he is on track to play. He's, again, he's very tough. I think he's going to play. I am not sure I want to play him, but I think if he's playing, I'm going to play him just because there's no other good tight ends in the NFL right now.
2: God, is there a less fun player to have in your fantasy team than George Kittle every week? Sounds like a nightmare.
3: It's hilarious because he's like one of the most fun players to watch in the NFL, but it's also just... Oh, God, it's tough to plug him into the you lineup. You get like four you, games a year where he's actually healthy and playing. Totally, yeah. It's tough. Um, moving on, Alvin Kamara and Jameis Winston both limited participants on Wednesday and Thursday. So it's looking like they're going to play. Um, I would say plug Alvin Kamara in if you got him on your uh, on your roster. Jameis Winston, if you have an opportunity to maybe stream someone else, that might be the best option just because he is nursing a back injury. Back injuries are never good for quarterbacks. Back fracture.
0: It's not a back injury. He has broken bones in his back.
3: I don't think they're good for anybody,
0: back fractures, any (laughs) position.
3: (laughs) I mean, yeah, it'd be bad for a podcaster, uh, let alone an NFL quarterback. Um, Gabriel Davis, back in practice. Heifetz, you're going to love this. I saw a video of, of Gabe Dave running routes. He looked pretty... He was moving I'm stiff. Uh, he was a little ginger. Ju- are you
0: trying to, like, trigger me?
3: Yes, I am, of course. Um, but I would say my takeaway, maybe just exercise caution about starting game Dave. you have another option, um, I don't know. It just didn't look like he was moving all that well. But, of course, we have a few days. I wildly
0: disagree. If he plays, I think you have to probably... Wild! Okay, well, there you go. The Bills, Heifetz, yeah, they dropped 40 points. The like, Bucks
3: stops at Heifetz then. Um, and then finally, last one, Dalton Schultz. Did not practice on Thursday. He plays. He and the Cowboys play on Monday Night Football. At this point, it's probably best if you have a backup plan.
0: Yeah, I, I, I would not. If Dalton Schultz can be a game-time decision, you have to have a backup tight end. I would just play him on Sunday. And like if Dalton Schultz is four touchdowns on to Monday Night Football, you live with it. Like You don't, you can't go into Monday Night Football and not have a backup. Like You have to just have a plan on Sunday. Go get like an Irv Smith changes. or something.
2: You gotta have yeah, to you have
0: it. to find someone. He finally had a good game, by the way. Yeah. Let's get into <laughs> some categories here. Sunday Scaries. DK,
3: what's scaring you ahead of Sunday? Uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers' offense in general. Oh, you know? come on! Craig, look, I understand that he's, like, looked fine. Brady is Brady. He's a good player. Everyone on their freaking roster is hurt right now. <laughs> I mean, um, if, and, and of course, it's affecting Brady from the fantasy point of view. He is 30th out of 34 quarterbacks that have thrown a fucking pass this year in fantasy points per game. He, uh, the Buccaneers rank 23rd in total fantasy points per game. And the Packers are giving up the fifth fewest opposing points.
0: I feel like that's because they played the Bears last week in two games. That is part of it, yes. A hundred percent. It's the that. entirety of the
2: stats.
3: I have doing crazy bills.
0: I also hosted the NFL show today and Solak was doing the same thing. He's like, well, the Packers this season. I'm like, well, they played two games and one was against the Bears. And they, and they got torched by Justin Jefferson. I know. <laughs> there's no, I don't want to hear any, well, this whole season, they've had, oh, 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 they, right. I'm like, please, come on.
3: Jesus Christ. Okay, fine. <laughs> so you go ahead and start Tom Brady and feel good about it. That's not how I, I, I am. That. I will start Tom Brady. <laughs> I didn't say that. I just didn't <laughs> like much the, what you said. Why you said it. Okay. Uh, the one silver lining, I will say the Packers rank 21st in opposing rushing points per game. So feed Lenny. The Lenny Fournette game coming up.
0: Well, he literally said, I'll score. But would you rather play Brady or Aaron Rodgers in this? Because I would way rather play Tom Brady than Rodgers. Way rather? Yeah. Definitely. I
3: don't know. It's close.
0: If you had to play a quarterback, who would you play? Brady, but I don't think it's like a
3: landslide, <laughs> dude. Aaron Rodgers is twenty ninth in points per game, <laughs> <laughs> and Brady's thirtieth. This is the the most dismal fantasy matchup I can imagine.
2: This That's... is like when like Al Pacino and Robert De Niro do a movie, but it's like now <laughs>
3: it's, like it's, it's
2: kind of no longer dude. as sexy.
0: <laughs> It's
3: like some romantic comedy. That's literally
0: <laughs> what Bill said on his pod this week for Brady and Rogers. Did you not listen to it? Did you come up with that independently? Wow! That's what Bill said on Guess you spend too much no, time I've, with Bill. No, I am halfway through it. You spend too much time with Bill. That's literally what he That's said. That's hilarious. Said it. Jesus. Wow. All right. It's a little concerning. Uh, okay. So I, yeah, I mean, it's going to be an old game, but the I, <laughs> I kind of think the Bucks, de- the Bucks defense is. They've allowed 13 points this season. I kind of think it might be like 23 by the end of this week. So, we'll see. So, who are you most
2: afraid of other than, like, on the Packers' side of the football?
0: A.J. Dillon. I'm afraid, like, you kind of ha- I think A.J. Dillon's, you have to play him, but I'm a little afraid A.J. Dillon. Like, this is a very bad game for A.J. Dillon. Like
3: I know. This is, this is roll worrisome.
0: But if you're rolling with him, I'm afraid that, again, my study scare is just, what if the Packers are just frozen, you know, they like, oh, first of all, we didn't mention this is Thursday. All the receivers are on the injury report. Like we talk about the Bucs, Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, Christian Watson, Randall Cobb, none of them practice today. And usually I said, sometimes I said
3: earlier, all receivers in this game are, right. I know,
0: but I, I just want to reiterate <laughs> the point. Sometimes all of them with receivers, you're like, all right, you know what? It's better for them to like rehab and they're ready on Sunday. Like Leo Jones, not practicing on Wednesday. Who cares? Do you look at the Packers receivers and be like, yeah, these guys don't need practice? No. <laughs> <laughs> this team needs as much practice as it can possibly get. It's really concerning that they're not on the field. Ugh, oh boy. man, it's not good. So yeah, I think that it'll be like. Kind of, I agree. I, I agree with Craig. I agree with Bill. It is like the the old Pacino uh, thing.
2: What's the over under in this game? It's uh, it's forty one oh, and a half. It's wow! Whoa!
0: The Packers implied team total is nineteen. It's lower than Chicago this week.
3: How much you want to bet? This is gonna be like a fifty five to. 50 game. <laughs> <laughs> We're all just going to look like idiots.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to take the over. <laughs> 41.5 is really low. 41.5. Dude, the 19 for the Packers. I mean, yeah, that's crazy. the play which is why. The Bucks haven't allowed... Again, the Bucks have left 13 points this season. but uh, In two weeks, sorry. I did my own thing. Craig, what are you, what's your Sunday scary for this week? Terry McLaurin going up
2: against Darius Slay. The Eagles are playing the Commanders, and I have Terry McLaurin on my fantasy team. McLaurin is kind of. Um, his fantasy points do not reflect his actual usage in the commander's offense. He, he's he been okay. He had 75 yards last week, which is fine. And then in the week one, he got lucky base. He had two catches, but one was like a 35-yard touchdown. Um, but he's fifth on the commanders in catches. He had only has seven on the season. And he's going up against Darius Slade this week, who just held Justin Jefferson to 48 yards. On Monday night, mm. McLaurin's just not. I mean, he's averaging like six targets a game. Curtis Samuel is clearly the guy who's winning right now in this offense. Uh, Jahan Dotson, the rookie, has had more targets than Terry McLaurin. Dotson leads the team in snaps at ninety three percent. I just I'm worried that McLaurin's gonna gonna put up a, a three catch for twenty yard performance this week, and you can't do anything about it because he's Terry McLaurin, and you got to start him.
0: Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. Yes. When was the last time? That you looked at your fantasy team, and you're like, I'm so glad I drafted Terry McLaurin.
2: Yeah, this is. I I, actually
0: I can't fell, remember. I fell
2: into drafting him this year in my auction draft. I was like up him because I thought it was too cheap, and then I just ended up getting him. And I was like, Ah, oh,
0: damn it. <laughs> he's like DJ Moore in that. Well, he's good. I'm like, at oh, what is he? He uh, is good. I, he's objectively he good. good. He's a good. Real player. football. But yeah. then ever, I'm like, oh, well, then you look at the stats, and I'm like, well, where I, where's the translation to my life? What about me? I'm also me? just
2: nervous because, like, people are already kind of like, oh, Carson Wentz is, like, a decent fringe, like, starting quarterback, uh, like, for fantasy, and I just think this game could go south for for the Commanders. I kind of think the Eagles are going to roll. I hate now. that I'm saying the Commanders so much. I, I well, you that said name. that
0: at first, and I laughed. You were like, yeah, they're playing the Commanders this week. I'm like, did you just I unironically use the term Commanders <laughs> What's well, their name? through it? It's yeah, their name. I mean,
3: technically it was a correct usage, Craig. Good job.
0: Thank you. DK, they, that caught you up too, right? And he was just like, they're playing the commanders this week.
3: I just keep thinking about how you were you said the word Palmer like 17 times in a row when you were talking about Josh Palmer the other day. Palmer. 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 How is that related to commanders? It's because you kept saying it over and over. It's the only thing I could think about. You got hung up on him saying commanders. I got hung up on oh, you saying Palmer. I
2: I'm gosh. getting hung up on this conversation. Yeah, let's move let's on. Move on. <laughs>
0: yeah, I agree. God,
2: dude. Kombucha girl player of the week. Okay, we had to just dis- once again, please describe this one because I don't know if everybody gets. This.
3: Yeah. So the kombucha no? girl. It's not obvious. It's a meme. For those of you who are unfamiliar, can where- you imagine
2: somebody listening for the first time and we're like, all right, what's next? The kombucha girl player of the week. <laughs>
3: Tua Tonga Maloa. What the fuck are these guys talking about? Uh, it's it's a meme. It's basically, it's a big reaction gif that everyone uses where she's trying kombucha for the first time, and she's like,
0: well, no. <laughs> but Craig it, in California no, is like, kombucha? No. And then he caught himself. <laughs> like, no, don't be the guy who's like, it's kombucha.
3: Oh, sorry. Am I sa- I'm saying it incorrectly. Kombucha. I didn't want
2: to be the guy who has to say, it's kombucha. But Heifetz <laughs> did that.
0: <laughs> sorry. But, no, she's like, ah, ah, ah. So, is, are you saying that, but is Tua good? And you're like, what, what, well, Hey, good.
3: Well, this is me trying to decide whether to start Tua Tagovailoa against the Bills this week, who had the most absurdly ridiculous game I've ever seen last week last week um against the Ravens, but now he's playing against a very, very good Bills defense. So basically, on one hand, you got Micah Hyde, jo- Jordan Poyer, two very good defensive backs for the Bills who are both injured, may not play. That's good for Tua. On the other hand, Bills defensive line by far the most dominant group in the NFL. Like they're getting Insane amounts of pressure with four every time. It's so hard to play them. They're
0: a hockey team. They're doing shifts. And uh, Solik just said <laughs> to me. They have six players with a sack in two weeks. That's
3: they do like actual like line shifts where they have like four different guys each that like play. I don't not every time, but not, like, spiritually they're a hockey team. Got it would it. be cool. I've always wanted to do <laughs> that. But basically, yeah, yeah. This is the second unit. Um, no, I think, and then so that obviously not good for Tua. Still Tua third in the NFL. In time to throw. So the the quickest time to throw that could negate potentially an elite pass rush. That's good, maybe. But he's short, not super physically impressive, can't escape the pressure <laughs> that well. Not great. Um, Something about not physically I'm going, yeah, impressive well, is funny. No. Uh, ah, no. Like I I'm just trying to decide whether to start two of them this week, basically. Um Obviously, this is more applicable for Superflex than than think, regular leagues. But
0: well, I mean, yeah, that you buried the lead right there. Like, I mean, if if the Bills starting defense plays, like, don't, I would not play Tua. No.
3: Well, not in a one QB league. But I actually think I think it's borderline. I think it's borderline. And I think also, you know, just tangentially, of course, like we're talking about fantasy. Like, what does this mean for Waddle? What's it mean for Hill? Um, I'm well, still very I'm still very confident in both the receivers. You're so
0: playing I, those guys, I think that. In term, it's kind of like, is Tua good or not? Dude, they, I just kind of think, like, the Ravens blew a couple coverages and that made the stat look line look better and that the reality is, like, it's, I, I think Mike McDaniel did a really good job in this game and that Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill on the speed and they basically just kind of overloaded the Ravens coverage. The Ravens had injuries in the secondary and the, the gravity that Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle have with their speed, like, they took advantage of it until it was kind of executing but I think that this is like a very Hater thing to say, but I think you could drop 12 quarterbacks and they probably could have done it, which sounds insane for the four touchdowns in the fourth quarter, or whatever. But, like, again, two of the like Tyreek Kill's wide open, like, they didn't cover Tyreek Hill. Does he get credit? And he for eight, it. Yeah, does he get credit for the 80 yards when Tyreek Hill's? I mean, he had four other
3: touchdowns. <laughs> does he get yeah, credit? Yeah, one of the
0: other ones was also like uncovered. So, yeah, he so a, he had, I he would say.
3: Game. Uh, I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to count them in my head. At least two of them were extremely impressive throws. One, another yes. one was where he escaped pressure, made a really good play. So three very impressive touchdowns. Um, the fact is, they're scheming up these guys with incredible speed. Yes, and that's great for Tua. Like I think we're we're kind of missing the force for the trees. It's not whether Tua's is good. It's whether he's going to score a lot of points. And I think that in this game with the coaching that Mike McDaniel does, uh, and I was listening to uh, <laughs> to to Greg Costell talk about the, what makes the Dolphins' offense click. And it's basically opposing defenses cannot and they refuse to not press Waddle and Hill, which means they get free release off the line of scrimmage. Plus, McDaniel is scheming up ways to get them free release by using motion and things like that. So basically, Tua is a timing and rhythm passer and there's no hold up on the line of scrimmage, which means he can hit those throws with timing and rhythm. So like it's all like working together. I just very fascinated to see how this goes. Yeah.
0: It's a good point. I think it was funny though that when you're like, "Well, I'm missing the force for the trees," with the "Is he good or is he or is he going to score points?" and you're right, but I think ironically that's what everyone else would say about fantasy football, which is like, "We're like, are they going to score points?" and everyone else is like, "Are they good?" Right? We <laughs> just reprioritized that order. Yeah. <laughs> morons who are. Sometimes we about.
3: actually want bad players.
0: Yeah. All right, Craig. Next award. Yeah, this is the debutante ball,
2: aka the coming out party. This will be Damian <laughs> Pierce's coming out party this week. This is popular in the South. Very popular in the South. Yep. Damian Pierce is maturing.
0: Uh, week one versus. The I Coles. didn't like that. That was I, that weirded me out. Well, that's what the debutante ball <laughs> I, is. I'm uncomfortable. I'm very that's uncomfortable. That's what it is. <laughs> it's this quinceanera. I didn't make it up. Okay, debutante is not a quinceanera. Those are different things.
3: It's coming of isn't it like similar to coming of age? Whatever. Go ahead. I don't know. Yeah, it's like somebody's reached maturity.
2: And there's a debutante. I don't called. like that either. I don't like that either. That I again, I didn't make it up. I'm not from the South. I don't know. I just know what they are. Anyway. Uh, Damien Pierce, back to football. Week one. <laughs> <laughs> Week one, uh, he weirdly played behind <laughs> Damian uh Burkhead, who had 14 carries. He played three fourths of the snaps. And Damien Pierce was like the the one B guy who got mixed in. Week two, completely different story. Rex Burkhead got zero carries. Damian Pierce got 15. Damian Pierce played two-thirds of the snaps. And even in the passing game, it changed as well. Week one, it was all Burkhead running the routes. Week two, it was almost even routes run. So now it seems as though Damian Pierce is the first and second down guy and like half of the third down guy. Uh, They're playing the Bears this week who uh, give up. Five and a, and a third yards per carry, which is a ton. They've given up the ninth, ninth most fantasy points to running backs this week. And like, to be honest, I mean, we watched Aaron Jones torch them last week, but the Texans have a real shot at winning this game and it could be close. And I don't think they're going to be down 20 or anything like that. Right. So Good this, could game actually, script. Yes, this is a rare case where the Texans could be in a positive game script. So I think this could be like a 20 plus touch uh, game for Pierce. And I think we could be all talking next week about how, you know the preseason king that was promised has finally arrived, <laughs> or matured, <laughs> come of age. Yes, I'm going to start saying players are going to mature this week.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's but like you have investments that mature, like yeah, on, on your well, bonds the investments mature. Investments are in people. Well. You're investing in this player in your draft. You know.
2: Can we say Damien Pierce will reach fantasy puberty this week, or is that too weird? God,
3: that's weird. Somehow okay. that's less off-putting. I don't oh, know Oh, okay. Why. All right.
2: Well, that's what's happening with old Damien. All right. What are your guys' well, thoughts on
0: that? We're just going to let this go. I, I, my <laughs> thought is I want to move on as quickly as possible. Just getting hung up on the conversation. You have Pierce thoughts? You don't think this is a great week spot for uh, spot <laughs> right this week? No, it does make sense. I just couldn't focus on anything you were saying.
3: So, Craig, with the caveat that I barely listened to what you were saying because I was trying <laughs> to f- figure everything out, uh, I did think it was interesting that Levy Smith was talking about how he's like the heartbeat of their offense. He's like everything that they want to be philosophically. Like, he finishes plays. He runs hard. He runs through people's faces. Yeah. yeah. So that's good, too.
2: A real, well, because he was saying that the the, Bro- that the Texans couldn't finish, right, against the Broncos, but he said that right. it wasn't
3: Damian Pierce's fault. Damian Pierce was the
2: only
0: player finishing every play. Boom. Boom. I think DK saying, with the caveat, I didn't listen to anything
3: said <laughs> <laughs> funniest thing he's ever said the podcast. Did I, did I repeat what, exactly what you already no, said? No, I didn't mention the Lovey no, stuff quote. No, that so funny. Okay. Uh, okay.
0: All right, the next one I got here is one of the best Arrested Development quotes, which is the, does that work for anyone? It was like, no, it never works for anyone. People just delude themselves and they think it'll work. But it could work for us. <laughs> and I'm giving that this week to the Colts because the Colts are playing the Chiefs. And the Colts defensive coordinator is a guy named Gus Bradley. Do you guys remember last year with the whole two-high thing and the Chiefs offense was doing well, and then everyone just played the two-high safeties and the Chiefs offense just broke for like two months? They couldn't do anything.
3: Except
0: within that, the Raiders just didn't do the two-high thing. Like every team (laughs) is just stopping the Chiefs. The Giants almost beat the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. The Raiders are like, you know what? Nah, we're just going to do our own thing. (laughs) Remember yeah, the thing weird. that wasn't working? We're going to do that.
2: It's like your grandfather refusing to like use like Apple Maps to drive somewhere. He has like a real map. He's
0: pulling out. It's, like, yeah.
2: it's way easier, Grandpa. And he's like, nah,
0: I like it this way. Or even now, you know how like some parents still are like, oh, I'll map quest it. Like I, I, I I'm not I'll print that, out the directions. Like we don't need to do that anymore, dude. <laughs> so the the Chiefs scored forty points against the Raiders. Went back to sucking. They played again a month later. The Raiders did the same thing. They just played the cover three. It's unbelievable. So, I
3: actually... This is, so, as a little caveat, as a little aside, I should say, this is why I don't ever trust coaches. Like, we always... Don't put coaches on a pedestal. Well, I'm, I'm
0: making fun of this coach. I'm saying, not?
2: Speaking, I'm saying they know, I'm, more ju- about not, I'm than saying...
3: I'm saying rhetoric. I'm not telling you. DK is just specific. calling out coaches at large, saying, yeah, you all are frauds. Yeah. All yeah. of them. <laughs> Especially when you're not utilizing my favorite fantasy players
0: very well. So... Gus Bradley was asked, So, and to be clear, the Raiders played cover three against the Chiefs twice as often as like the, everyone else did. Gus Bradley was asked about that like today. And they were like, so, you
1: know, <laughs> Patrick
0: Mahomes has been really good against cover three last year, you know, had success against the Raiders. You know, you think you're going to do anything different this week now that you're on the Colts playing this week? And he was like, well, no, I think we had a lot of success stopping him, you know, it held him down. I'm like, dude, the Chiefs scored 40 points and then they had 48. And he was like, yeah, well, you know, there were turnovers. I'm like, yeah, they had seven straight scoring drives and then kneel <laughs> down to win the game. I, it, it's, it's honestly unbelievable. And I, I, I was like, am I taking crazy pills? And I, look, I, 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 like, I looked at all this. And so I was like, let me look again. Two things. One, on the season, you know what Patrick Mahomes is doing against cover three? 17 of 19, 15 yards <laughs> per attempt.
2: Yeah. So essentially, if you play Patrick Mahomes in the month of September and you run a cover three, you're screwed.
0: And then also worth noting, last week, the Colts did the same thing against the Jaguars. Cover, you know what happened with Trevor Lawrence? Like on throws under like two and a half seconds. I got this from Josh Norris, who's doing fantastic stuff at Underdog. Under two and a half seconds because you can kind of quick game cover three. Trevor Lawrence started the game, eight, finished the game, sorry, 18 of 19 completions. Wow. He's in his second year. Dude, this is unbelievable. So all this to say, I think the Chiefs romp. I do not understand how the Chiefs are only favored by five and a half points. It's going to be a fucking bloodbath. And (laughs) I like, I. so that's a long way of saying, obviously, Mahomes, Kelsey, fantasy, you're going to play him. Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster, if you're wondering if you're on the fence, play him. Marcus Valdez, Scantling, maybe if you're in a deeper league, you're wondering about playing him. He's more boom-bust, obviously. You can play him. I'm not saying just blindly play those guys if you have like other options. But if you're on the fence, between anybody and Juju, you're on the fence between anyone and MVS. I think the Chiefs are going to wreck the Colts, man. Juju, I like a lot more than MVS, but I, I, this is crazy. It might work for the Colts, maybe.
2: <laughs> It'll work for us. Maybe Gus Bradley's playing chess and we're all playing checkers, and he's going to come out with too high after saying this all week. Who knows? <laughs> he's just Tobias Funke.
3: Wouldn't playing too? Wouldn't be playing too high? Just like that's che- that's checkers, or sorry, that's chess. Like that's the. That's <laughs> like how you would actually win yeah everyone else yeah. is <laughs> playing checkers I
0: don't know that is true <laughs> alright oh my goodness Tackle millions in prizes all football season long in FanDuel fantasy contests. If you are new to fantasy, there's no better time to get in on the action because right now, new customers get a free single-game entry when you sign up for FanDuel. Single-game contests are a great way to get in on the action for this week's biggest matchups with huge cash prizes up for grabs. Just draft your five-player lineup. Put your best player in the MVP position where fantasy points are multiplied by one and a half. My favorite DFS pick of the week. You guessed it. The Kansas City Chiefs. I wonder why. On Fandle, you can also play full slate contests featuring multiple games, season-long best ball contests, and so much more. And when you win, you'll get paid fast. So kick off football season with a free single-game entry. Just download the FanDuel Fantasy app and start making every moment more. Age and location restrictions apply. Bonus is issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. No, that's like chess. That is chess. I'm oh, sorry, checkers. That's checkers. <laughs>
3: right, that is checkers. <laughs> i never like played that. sorry. <laughs> What's harder? You're like, the,
0: you're like the first scene in The Wire <laughs> where they're playing checkers with the chess pieces. Never You've seen never seen Wire. that. either. It's okay. All right. Takes too long.
2: It would take me like six months to finish that show. I don't have time for that. <laughs> the Wire is...
0: Oh, I'm not going to be... Bad.
2: I know it's I great. The Listen, Rant. there's a million shows. There's a lot of good shows out there.
0: It's only, so the so much defining, it's only the defining text on capitalism in the West, but it's fine. Don't worry about it.
2: Have you seen every prestige television? Have you seen The Sopranos and Breaking Bad and every other show ever made? Mad Men. Have you watched all those? Game of Thrones? I've seen
0: those two, And Thrones. You've seen no, Mad Men, I don't men. like to be the person who shames people who haven't seen TV. I'm just going to shame you because you like literally studied film. Well, it's television. It's not film.
3: Oh. Uh, okay. I'm kidding, I don't know, sorry, I haven't D.K. seen the like,
2: Dick is like lobotomized me. How nah, did <laughs> just so, so that just guy like, to be like, it's only the defining piece of art of the 1990s. Capitalist. Shut up. <laughs>
3: Jesus, stuff him into a locker.
2: All right, the next category here is called Extreme Makeover Running Back Edition. <laughs> and uh, it's for the running back dead zone. The running back dead zone has gotten a facelift at the start of the season. You guys remember the? Do you guys ever remember Extreme Makeover with Ty Pennington? The move, that yeah, move that bus. bus. It,
3: yeah, I never well, watched it. I just know move that bus. You didn't watch it, High It's only the defining show you
1: know,
3: <laughs> on style. Yeah, we yeah. need a
0: giant company to buy these <laughs> poor people a home because no one can afford one.
2: It's a really, it's, it's actually an interesting expose on capitalism. But <laughs> 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 who's, play, who's uh, playing anywho. chess now, bitch? <laughs> yeah. <Here's
3: that. laughs>
2: Is off the rails. We're, we're feisty. We not really want to thing- get to the weekend.
3: <laughs> Thinking about what you said earlier. It's late in the week.
2: We're
0: tired. Dude, those people who are listening to us for the first time were like, what on earth is this shit? Anyway, the running back dead zone is dead.
2: <laughs> in week one, it was Antonio Gibson and Miles Sanders. In week two, it was David Montgomery. Up next out of the coffin is Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Josh Jacobs is fantastic. Looks amazing. I was on him in the offseason. He's played solid. He's third. He, his 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 stats don't really... Ex- his fantasy numbers don't really explain how well he's played. I mean, he's third in missed tackles. He's eighth in yards after contact. He's fifth in PFF rushing grade. And he's playing a lot. He's ninth in snap percentage. Yeah. Um. I think Josh Jacobs is great. The Raiders have had kind of a tough go the first two games of the season. They're playing the Titans this week, though, who... Got eviscerated by Saquon Barkley in Week One. Saquon had 160 plus yards with them. So I just really like Josh Jacobs this week. I think he's going to join this group. I mean, the Dead Zone guys are all like startable, like the grossest running backs in fantasy. Gibson, Sanders, David Montgomery. I know, I know, uh, Gibson has the Brian Robinson thing, but there's a lot of these like middle round running backs who are actually kind of paying off right now, and I think Josh Jacobs is the next one.
0: They're all startable because they're starting running backs. But like, I also think this whole list, all these guys were disappointed, like Gibson, Sanders, Jacob, like they were all disappointing last week. And then D- what do you say? David Montgomery was good last week. Miles Sanders so had like 100 yards Mo- last week. Montgomery's good. Sanders had like single digit points. Well,
2: I said he, well, he had like nine. I mean, if you want to talk about Amendoza line, but uh, I'm saying Miles <laughs> Sanders week
0: one had like 90 yards and a touchdown. I'm saying these guys have kind of like established themselves. Here's my bigger question, and I want you to like, take a moment and think about this when you answer. I want you to be 100% honest. If I did oh, guys, not hate Josh Jacobs, <laughs> if, I, if, if I actually went in all offseason, loved Josh Jacobs, would you also like Josh Jacobs or do you like him because I hate him? I was
2: in, I, I agreed with your Josh Jacobs hate. And then you started to you started to to devalue him at such an extreme rate. I started to back off and realize, okay, the hate has gone too far. I'm not. Saying I was like he's a like, radical
0: extremist, and you're like, this isn't what I signed up to.
2: Yeah, it's like, hey, I think I'm a moderate <laughs> Josh Jacobs guy. You know what I mean? You're the Romney Josh Jacobs.
3: <laughs> yeah, like, I'm fiscally conservative, uh, but you know, he's
2: not the worst running back of all time. Um, so yeah, I, I like Josh Jacobs this week. Sue me. <laughs>
3: What is with you guys? You guys, did you guys have a fight like while we were away? What's going on?
2: By the way, Miles (laughs) Sanders had ten point ten point one points less.
0: I want to go back five minutes and tell us the past versions of ourselves that it kept getting weirder on the show.
3: It's it's a testy week. It is. Craig, Craig, I'm going to back you on the Jacobs thing though because he's been he's been like the big fear coming into the year with him was that like it was going to be this monster of a committee and there was going to be like four different running backs that play. Oh, Kenyon
2: Drake's there. Amir Abdullah. What about the rookie? It's like none of that shit matters. like because that's all how it always Josh goes. Jacobs.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is what we want. He's going to go off. Yeah. I like this.
2: All right. The Raiders need to win. Like and if they're up in this game, Josh Jacobs is going to get the ball. Like, the Raiders
0: can't go on three. That's what my dad says always right before a team goes 0 three. <laughs> every year. Well, every a 50-50 shot. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> might. They totally could. Uh I'm gonna give it a new award here. Uh, I don't know if I, I I went with the Elizabeth Holmes award.
3: Okay, you know <laughs> I, had the, to, uh, I had to Google this
0: the Therano, the woman at the Theranos with the the they were like it's the blood Theranos. test company. Clearly, you Theranos. didn't watch Hulu's The Dropout. Theranos. I just I always confuse it with Thanos. I always want to call her the Thanos woman. It's, it's I don't know. Theranos. I read about it. Well, I read about it in the Wall Street Journal. I don't know. So that makes more sense. But whatever, you we know, they were it, doing the blood tests <laughs> and they thought they could like they thought they could like test all the blood. And like, oh, I could do it. And then it turned out they were just sending it to LabCorp. Yeah. I think that's kind of like the Giants. Everyone's going to realize they're total massive frauds this week. <laughs> I think this <laughs> is a really good call. Like everyone, like total it's unbelievable. The Giants frauds. are 2-0. and oh, And everyone, like I, people are asking me like, are they going to make the playoffs? Do you think that, you know, if the Eagles stumble, could they win the division? And I'm like, guys, I hate to tell you, but like the Giants suck. Like they're awful. And I feel like, because Brian Dable went for a two-point conversion. Everyone's like, oh! And it's like, okay, well, now people are going to realize the Titans suck. And then I I, I just... I, the Daniel, like, I have no earthly clue how the Giants will block Micah Parsons. And while I don't want to engage in the whether Micah Parsons is the next Lawrence Taylor discourse, it will come up because he is going to destroy them. Like, Daniel Jones is being pressured on half of his dropbacks. Meanwhile, Micah Parsons... Is I mean leads the NFL in sacks, leads the NFL in pressures. ESPN tracks something called pass rush wins, which is how quickly you get to the backfield. It's kind of a weird stat, but like regardless, he has more than like a quarter of the league teams in the league so far. Jeez. That's pretty good. Uh, like the Andrew
3: Thomas, he passes the, the eye test too. Like you can yeah. you can name any stats, like but just watch him. He like is absolutely dominating.
0: Meanwhile, the Giants' right tackle of Neal is a rookie from Alabama, and like he's like the second worst. Graded blocker on Pro Football Focus, like it's a disaster. The Giants are bad. Like Kenny Galladay is out here. Like why aren't I playing? The Giants are playing David Sills. Like they're a bad team, and everyone's going to watch a Monday Night Football, convince themselves like excited for Giants Cowboys, and then they're going to turn in and watch ten minutes and be like, right, yeah, I I do hate watching the Giants in prime time. I can't believe I was excited to watch this game.
2: I can't believe the Cowboys are are getting a point uh, in Vegas and they just beat the Bengals and they're going up against the Giants who like have played nobody, beat nobody, and aren't good. And I, I can't believe the Cowboys are getting points.
0: Well, it's because they're better. Than the, that's my point. They're, the Giants are just sending the stuff to LabCorp. Like they got, there's no business
3: here. Can I be honest? I had no idea the Giants were 2-0. <laughs> when you said that, I was like, whoa, really? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Well, They're you know, the Giants
1: haven't
0: been above 500 <laughs> for five years.
2: D.K.'s like, with the caveat that I haven't watched any
3: football this year,
2: I had no idea the Giants
0: were 2-0. <laughs> I mean,
3: I just like, that is the most shocking stat I've ever heard. They're 2-0. Holy shit. Good for them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, this is the weirdest episode. I think we've they don't feel 2-0 right. is my point. <laughs> no, They're not. Good. I, I, it's also I my point. Thanks. Yes. All right. I agree. Next award here, D.K.
3: Okay. You guys, we've done the Market Correction Award in the past, which is, Craig, you've explained it before. It's basically the analogy is a up-and-coming uh, movie star. He's in everything. He's turning into an A-list star and then some other guy that basically is the same sort of steals their category, thunder. comes in and steals their thunder. And I'm going to say this is the holds off the Market Correction Award. And I'm giving it to Jalen Hurts, who we've, we've been really excited. Look, we were part of it. The Trey Lance stuff, the Justin Fields hype, like the new up and coming great fantasy quarterback who's like a dual threat guy. And it turns out Jalen Hurts has been that guy all along. Like maybe Jalen Hurts is just the next, like quote unquote, the next Lamar Jackson. Like he has taken a big jump as a passer this year, I think, which is the big thing. And crucially, I think he could keep his job as a starter long term. Like this was like the main worry coming to the season is like, oh God, the Eagles are trying to replace this guy because he can't really pass. He's he's a really good rusher, he's really good in fantasy. But is he an actually a good NFL passing quarterback? I think that was like sort of a big talking point in Philly all offseason. season, and he has, I think, kind of like shut up some of the haters this year. Um, right now, he's seventh in the NFL in passing yards, eleventh in passer rating. He's first in percent of completions over ten yards, and he's third in the NFL in in the NFL in off target rate. So he's like six point three off target rate. He's been very very accurate.
0: Yeah, I think that. We broadly speaking we had the right idea we were basically like you want a rushing quarterback this year so like if you're going to get one early maybe Josh Allen or Lamar and then if you want to get one mid Jalen Hurts or late we like Trey Lance and we were like but of those three at where they're going we like Trey Lance the most obviously that was disastrous and Hurts is the guy but like also Hurts is improved like it's a cliche but it's true mm-hmm. Hurts has gotten a little bit better for eight years in a row like he was a right. freshman at Alabama he's the first true freshman to ever play for Nick Saban And then like it was like, oh, this guy's too raw. And every year he's picked up a skill. And the one that jumps out of what you just said, DK, first in in the percent of his, first in uh, completion rate for 10 plus yards and him targeting the middle of the field. I mean, that was the big question around, like, can Hertz do this? And he's doing it. And it's like, oh my God, he went up a level again.
3: Yeah, and so I think that's like, obviously that's going to help his bottom line in fantasy, but by the way, he's also still an incredible, incredible running quarterback. He has He's second this year in design rush attempts with 10 behind Trey Lance. First in rushing yards, first in rushing TDs, first in scrambles with 16. Um, I saw this from Jake Tribby. He is averaging 16.4 rushing fantasy points per game. Um, the all-time record per game is 10.8 set by Lamar Jackson in 2019. So, like, obviously, he's not going to carry on doing that all year, but, like, he is on a torrid pace as a rushing quarterback, too. So, um, I don't know. Like he's just holding off all the all the like potential up and coming guys right now, and he's just like sort of going to be the man. I think.
0: I feel like everyone who has Jalen Hurts is two and zero. He's been awesome yeah. in their leagues. I know. What are what are Jalen Hurts MVP odds? They were better two weeks ago. Also, remember when we bet Jalen Hurts to lead the league in rushing touchdowns last year, and then didn't even talk about placing that bet this year? What's wrong <laughs> with us?
3: He already has three rushing touchdowns. Oh, my God. Jalen Hurts currently is third in MVP odds. Wow.
0: Well, I thing. you know, the Eagles, are, have. I think they tied the Packers for the odds to just win the Super Bowl. Which makes sense, because they look great. You're right. Wow.
1: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get
2: protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.
1: This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Uh, Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com.
0: The next one here, I love this one, the Costanza.
2: Yeah, if every (laughs) instinct you have is wrong, then the opposite must be right. Darnell Mooney. Don't tell it. Has four yards. Oh, boy. Darnell Mooney has four yards total on the season <laughs> as a player. He did not get hurt. He played both games. He has four yards. Um, the Bears are playing the Texans. There's a chance of rain in Chicago. Justin Fields somehow ranks 33rd in pass attempts this season. There's only 32 teams. <laughs> he ranks 33rd in pass attempts. Uh, the leading receiver on the Bears is Equinemius St. Brown. He has three catches. That's the leading receiver. That's He's the best.
3: catches. That's the best stat. Col Komet has zero catches.
2: And Colt has zero
3: and Fields he has zero targets. Has- he has zero targets. Zero targets? Good lord. He's tw-
0: well, Jeff Fields has only thrown
2: like twenty-five passes. Justin Fields has fifteen completions on the season. In week two of the preseason, he had 14 completions. <laughs> and he has
0: 15 in two NFL games. So
2: Luke gets... With all that said...
3: Freaking Flacco's throwed like 100 passes.
0: Well, their (laughs) offensive coordinator actually was asked and he seemed mad and he was like, look, we only had 45
3: plays, guys. Yeah, we know. That's the point. (laughs) Run more (laughs) Run more fucking plays, guy. (laughs)
2: Um, With all that said, I'm Kostanzing myself and I'm like, listen, one of these days, I think... I mean, in that week two preseason game, Fields was like 14 for 16, 170 yards, two touchdowns. It was like, clearly this guy can throw the football. Clearly he has arm talent and, and like... And Darnell Mooney is the only above average wide receiver on this team. I, the ship will ride itself, and it's so bad right now. It's completely it's at the bottom of the ocean right now. But it, every instinct I have is like, you cannot play Darnell Mooney, and I think that this is potentially the game where he has like eight catches for 120 yards. Like and this. we're all going yeah, 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 to
0: yeah. do a caveat before anyone listens to you. The real instinct is to cut Darnell Mooney. I'm not saying anybody... I mean, this category is not this is who you should start. It's
2: actually the opposite. It's... These are all of my... My instincts are to not start them. And this, this whole show is based off our instincts. Like, my instincts don't start them. But as we know, this is how it goes in fantasy football. Sometimes your instincts actually uh, aren't correct. And so I'm just saying, everything in my body says don't start Darnell Mooney, which usually means Darnell Mooney's gonna do something
3: good. <laughs> the verse can't continue being this bad. I mean, I, they can't. I don't think any. Well, you, they can't continue being the worst
0: offense since like the, the 1980s. Ever. Yeah, it's like yes,
3: they're gonna, they're gonna, there's gonna be some positive regression. Just you know, what, I'm with you, Craig.
0: I think Darnell everything. Mooney will surpass his in, his receiving yards total in the entire season in this game. All he's four. gonna double it, double he's, it, he could triple it. Actually, that's the best thing. As an ostensible number one receiver in a team, have they ever like, you know. A 30 times increase on their receiving total in one game? You know, it's totally possible. All right. Oh, wait, DK, did you have a Costanza?
3: I did. It's not nearly as bold as Craig, so I almost didn't even say anything. But uh, Elijah Moore from the Jets. Uh, All my instincts are saying it's not looking great. He's been very disappointing relative to expectations. He hasn't really shown up. He's fifth in target rate on his own team, which is just so depressing. Um, Despite the fact that they're passing a ton, and basically everybody else is getting a ton of production except for Elijah Moore, who I really liked coming into the season. And then, of course, Garrett Wilson comes in and completely and utterly just embarrasses him and, and takes over as like the number one. Everyone's super excited about Garrett Wilson now. So because all my worries and all my concerns are basically saying just bench more until something, anything happens, like maybe this is the week Elijah Moore has the eruption game. What do you think? I mean, I think it won't happen, which is why it's a good Costanza. (laughs) Right (laughs) there, There you go. go. So you you're benching Elijah Moore everywhere, I assume, right? I mean, I mean, probably, yeah.
2: Unless you're really desperate, I think you gotta,
0: yeah. I mean, obviously, it depends on who you have on your team, but
2: I don't think you're dropping him, and I think I still think you wait one more
3: game for Donald Moody, and if yeah, yeah.
0: Well, you guys said that way quieter than I. Thought you would have. There was less emf- like emphasis on the don't, yeah, don't, don't. drop don't
3: drop. Do not drop him. Do not drop.
0: Him. I agree. All right. That that's that's like the level of enthusiasm I wanted for the don't drop him. Okay, I want to do the Mario Kart rainbow strip. You know when you're playing Mario Kart and there's like the little rainbow thing and you hit it and you're like Ooh, the you're music going way starts. Faster. I no, you said this last time. That's not what happens in Mario Kart. That's you're what talking what about the, the turbo pads on the yeah, ground. The, yeah, when you go faster in Mario Kart, we had the same conversation last time. You know what I'm talking about, DK? You ever play Mario Kart?
3: I have played Mario Kart, but it's been probably about two decades, so I don't remember. No, I think you're conflating it
0: in another Mario game. In Mario Kart, you hit the rainbow and you go faster. Like, it increases your speed.
3: I thought, so my vague, vague recollection is that they're a different song plays, but I think that's if you, like, hit, like, a power-up or something. That's when you get a star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Go ahead. Anyway,
0: I think the Arizona Cardinals are the rainbow strip. I think the Cardinals' defense is awful. Like like (laughs) The the rainbow Rainbow strip
3: of NFL teams. The (laughs) rainbow strip of NFL teams,
0: like... We're also focused on how, like, Kyler brought the Cardinals back. I'm like, yeah, but did you see how they've gone down the last two weeks? Like, oh, my God. Like, their defense has given up the second-most passing touchdowns, second-most passing yards. They're bottom five and allowed in yards per route on bottom three in yards after the catch. And, again, is that on this season? Yeah. Only been two games? Yeah. Did you watch the two games? They're awful. They have no one to play quarterback. <laughs> they have, I, I, P, again, PFF grades are, like, not perfect. But they have like one cornerback in the top 100 graded cornerbacks in the yeah. NFL. Like I, the, the Rams are playing the Cardinals this week. And if you have Allen Robinson, you've probably been like, oh, my God, what terrible week, one good week that should have been better. What do I do? Dude, I think Allen Robinson, this is the week. Like if Craig was saying before, like the the debutante coming out ball, if we could have another a coming out ball for people in, I don't know. The, the middle ages who are just middle-aged, middle ages, middle-aged, super different things now that I say it out loud.
3: <laughs> middle, are you talking about like medieval middle times aged. or, yeah, okay.
0: Middle-aged people. <laughs> like, but if Allen Robinson could have like a middle-aged debutante ball, like he, this is going to be the one like, okay, that wasn't a disastrous pick. Like Allen Robinson, like on the, I just think the Rams are going to lightly dominate the Cardinals in the passing game. And Alan Robinson is going to have a great week, and just overall, I think that will probably be replicable for almost everybody who plays Arizona.
3: Yeah, I like this theme.
0: I like yeah, I like Mario Kart Rainbow Strip. That's really <laughs> funny. Oh my goodness! All right, that's all we got for uh, the categories. But I have to say, our emails this week—it's one of the absolute best parts of this job—is the random things people like email us about, and so every now and then we hit a topic that really just strikes a chord Resonates, yeah.
2: I got to say, I, I need to start setting my phone to not preview emails because I'll be like sitting in bed next to my fiance and an email will pop up on my phone that says like, porn in the woods with my dad. <laughs> and I'm like,
3: uh, I swear that's a work email. <laughs> oh, man you think it's a um, Gmail and not like a Spotify email. (laughs) Oh
0: my God, yeah. I think we would
3: have been fired (laughs) so long ago. Uh,
0: So the emails, I can't... So in our last episode of Power Hour, we mentioned competitive dads. We mentioned it like, you know, Shea Serrano always just tries to kill his kids in Mario Kart and all this stuff. (laughs) The amount of emails we have gotten from all the people listening about them being competitive dads or having competitive dads... (laughs) I it, we have opened the floodgates. I <laughs> wish we could like read all of these. If we if you sent us one, we saw it. I I, I have no like. It's so funny. I will just rip for you a few. Nice. This one's from Kyle. My dad Kyle, and I, Kyle. Used to, <laughs> Kyle. My dad and I used to play Madden ninety eight on the OG PlayStation. He would always kick my ass. Finally, I was on the verge, the verge of my first victory with a wide open lane and a punt return to win the game. But the house phone rings. And my dad pauses the game, talks on the phone long enough for me to get bored. And then he comes and unpauses the game before I'm ready. My player stops running <laughs> and gets tackled as time oh, expires, and I lose. I didn't talk to him good. for a week. Never played video games with him ever. Oh my, that is the most
2: petty, unsportsmanlike thing
0: <laughs> <laughs> you could ever do. Oh my God. Dude, we got an email from Jordan who said his dad bought him Madden, and then he played his dad, and he beat his dad like 70 to 14 because his dad didn't know how to play Madden. And then the next day, his dad buys a basketball <laughs> hoop, puts it in the the, the, the uh, driveway, and then starts dunking on him <laughs> in the game.
3: You got to reset the order of things here.
0: Yeah, he's like, Do you want to arm wrestle next? <laughs> we got one from Jaron that says, typically my dad's mild-mannered in competition, but one day we were playing one-on-one basketball in the driveway, and I was crushing him for the first time ever. At one point, my dad airballed a shot, and he's running out, he's out a bounce. You know when you're like, keep your feet in bounds, or you have to jump out and you grab the ball and you gotta like whip the ball and throw it off someone's feet so it's out on them, you know? His dad does that but he aims and hits his balls. <laughs> so his dad just whips the
3: basketball on his balls. Oh my God, dude. Don't you want grandchildren? Come on. I, I'm excited to see how competitive I get, Calvin. Like I... hit out I'm, of bounds I'm,
2: in the driveway. Well, yeah,
3: it's
0: <laughs>
2: the grass. And I feel like you don't really play that. Like, I feel like if you just step on the grass, it's like, we're not like out of bounds. He's taking charges.
0: You can't take, it's the dribble the He said it's an air ball. It's behind the hoop.
2: I, I know. I guess, I don't know. That, that's weird to me. I've never played out of bounds in a driveway. Usually it's just. But if you, you go. What happens
0: if the ball goes behind the hoop? You keep playing behind the hoop.
2: Well, usually, but
0: I don't know. Isn't there just a garage behind the hoop? It, there's no out of I don't know. It's just. Well, if it continued clearly. Anyway, I want to read one from Steven. When my son was three or four, I would take him to the electronics section of Target and give him one of the Nintendo Switch demo controllers. I'd set up a one-player race, and I'd tell him that he was driving. And I'd point to a random computer racer and say, that was me, as he flew past. And I would hype him up for how good he was doing. We both had fun, and he thought he was dominating, but he also pushed zero buttons, so I'm pretty sure he thought he was a Jedi. After about a year (laughs) of doing this from time... Yeah, I was going to say, I thought that was really funny. After about a year of doing this from time to time, he started talking shit to me about Mario Kart. And not just when we were playing, but all the time. So I convinced my wife to get a, we, that we should get a Switch for father-son bonding. I set up a race with him. I never told him what the buttons worked or what buttons did what, and I, he continued to talk shit to me. I came in first, I think he lost yards. He just kept going <laughs> backward into the walls. He was demoralized, crushed, and he learned humility, and he does not talk shit anymore. And I'd welcome the fantasy court's opinion on whether this is my best or worst father moment. (laughs) This kid say you broke his spirit. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Men don't
2: mature. They just get taller and older. You know, we're (laughs) just just the same.
3: Yeah, we're just the same until we die. I think this was a necessary step to take as a father. I think so too. You can't
0: have that in that household. DK, what kind of dad are you going to be? Are you going to be like, are you going to let your son win?
3: I think it's just a, well... Relative to this email, it depends on if he's a total fucking jackass to me. Like if he if he's like talking shit constantly, I'll probably beat him for as long as I can. Based on
2: what you know about Calvin and like who he is, does he seem like a shit talker?
3: Oh man, that's tough. He is extremely strong willed, Mm. the most strong willed child. But he's also kind of sweet, so like it's tough to know. I bet you if I if I had to guess, I'd say he's going to be a shit talker.
0: Were you a shit talker growing up? No, not at all. You're gonna have to forge him in the flames. It's got the eye of the tiger in him. I can see it. My mom saw the photo of the first photo you sent of a of Calvin when uh, he was born. My mom was like, "That kid's gonna be a fullback, no question."
3: A <laughs> fullback, <laughs> fullback, <laughs> yeah. No fullback. i Mike start right there. They will not exist by the time he starts playing sports.
0: No, anyway. she, she's I, I said that. She's like, "No, no, the game's gonna come back around by then. It's cyclical, it's Cir- circular, now. Yeah, it's true. I was like, "Oh, wow, good point, mom." Okay. Anyway. Uh, thank you to everyone who emailed us ringerfantasyfootball gmail.com if you have any competitive dad stories I mean I'll we'll take all of them Uh, thank you Craig thank you DK thank you Calvin for bringing the fullback position back <laughs> thank you Lauren Lauren thank you Merle Haggard oh and thank you to the anyone who listened to this was your first episode of listening to this show if it was your first episode email
2: us and we will acknowledge you. We will respond to the email read on the show. That would be amazing. And, and tell us what you thought. If it was their first the episode, show. they're not hearing this. <laughs> no, if you made it this far, given bring it
0: fantasyfootball at gmail.com. We'll respond. We will. Put first show in the subject. Who did you <laughs> say? In Merle
2: Haggard?
0: Yeah, Merle Haggard. Imagine also being the first time this thing and getting to this part. They're like, what are they even doing? What's funny is we've really never explained this. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think we, people just got we used to it. We get a lot of people asking about it.
2: People are just like, I guess they just name bands at the end and thank a guy named Lauren. (laughs) (laughs)
0: They're probably like, why are they saying goodbye? But the podcast says there's 10 minutes left. That's weird.
2: (laughs) We got an email about that being like, I love when you guys are doing the Lauren Michaels segment and I see that there's like
0: 13 minutes (laughs) minutes left in the show. All right, well, we can disappoint everyone. All right, goodbye, everyone.